Good day, everybody. Vayikra Perek Yud, chapter 10 of the book of Leviticus. And as soon as this chapter starts, we are hit with a bombshell. The whole of the book until now has been devoted to the fine details of the laws of the Korbanot or of the details of the Sheva Yameha Miluim, the offerings that were to be brought during the week of the consecration of the Mishkan. And yet suddenly in our chapter, the narrative returns to us with a force. The two sons of Aharon, Nadav and Avihu, take for themselves their fire pots. They put fire in it. They put incense in it. They put in it a strange fire which had not been commanded to them. And a fire came out from God. It devoured them and they died before God. And with these words, suddenly a story which, despite its many intricate details, had actually been one of great celebration, had been one, in fact, of what is understood to be one of the most joyous days in Jewish history, the establishing of the Mishkan, the making of a place for God on this earth, actually becomes marred instead by tragedy, by the death of the two sons of Aharon. What was it that they had done wrong? What is so interesting is that we actually find two very different themes, two very different directions to explain their death. There are multiple explanations given, but they more or less group into two categories. The simplest explanation is It was a foreign offering which they had not been commanded. The emphasis being on their not having been commanded for that they were punished for that they died. And variation on this theme is to say that actually Nadav and Avihu committed the grievous error of serving in the Mishkan whilst drunk, whilst inebriated. And this idea is derived from the continuation of the chapter where Aharon is given the laws uh, of the Kohanim that they are not to serve whilst drunk and to understand that service of God must come with a great level of self-control. This is one school of thought. The Aharon's sons die because of some, if you like, classic, straightforward religious error, approaching the service with the wrong sort of mindset whilst drunk or going beyond that which they had been commanded. There is, however, a different approach, a different school of thought, which sees Nadab and Avihu not in the sense of straightforward error, not in the sense of committing some sort of sin, but actually sees them, I don't want to say in a positive light, but in some sort of awe-filled, revered light. This is most uh, explicit in a comment of Rashi. Rashi comments on the following verse to the one which we finished reading. 
ויאמר משה אל אהרון, הוא אשר דיבר השם לאמור. משה says to אהרון, this is what God had said to me. בקרבי אקדש, those near, through those near to me, I will make myself holy, ועל פני כל העם אכבד, and I will become glorious before all the people. Rashi picks up on this. God had said to me, says Moshe, Heichan Dibel, where did he say this? He said this at the end of Shemot, where he said, V'no'adati shamele b'nei Yisrael v'nikdash b'chvodi I will make myself known to the Jewish people. Al tikri b'chvodi ele b'mukhubadi Do not read through my, through those who, through, through those who honor me. Amar lo Moshe la'aharon said Moshe to Aharon, Aaron, Achi, my brother Aaron, Yodea Hayiti, Shit Kadesh Habayit Bumuyodav Shal Makom. I knew that this home for God will become sanctified through those who know him. The Hayiti Savor Ovi Ovacha. I thought it would be through me or through you. Achshav Roe Ani Shehem Gdolim Mimeni Humimeka. Now I see that they, Nadav and Avihu, are greater than you and me. That something in their actions has caused them to be taken up by God. Not on account of sin, but rather in the sense that they are so close to God that they are not through and they are not of this world. And this strange, intriguing idea leads to mystical writers speaking of Ratsu Vashov, of the idea that human life and human spirituality is an oscillation between, if you like, highs and lows, between ecstasies of leaving this world on a spiritual journey versus Shov returning to this world on our spiritual journeys. And Nadav and Avihu were able to so strongly commit themselves, to bring themselves so close to God that they were unable to then tear themselves away and bring themselves back to this world. What I think the chapter as a whole shows us is that there is this double-edged sword-like nature of Kudushah, of holiness. Kudushah is both something which we would like to strive to bring into our lives, but it is also something dangerous which has to be boundaried off. And the nature of Nadab and Avihu seems to be that they are literally consumed by the Kudushah. They are unable to place a boundary there, whether for good or for bad, and they enter in that, into that Kudushah never to return.